what do you what do you want? It's your choice. I think that's kind of like again, that's like the the weird sort of little crux of experience, which is it, it's always like you're always presented with a spectrum of things, and there's a responsibility that we have to claim in that. You know, it's like it's like okay, I could do just about anything. I could go just about anywhere. So what is it that I'm going to choose? How, again, how do I want to experience my life? This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts with you, man. Oh, that, I'm I'm glad you're enjoying them, Brandon. <laughs> no, they've been a great experience. Oh God! <laughs> oh, I don't know God. why I always feel like you've you know, got to do like some like like yeah. dad. I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, exactly, like that. a dad yeah. joke. I wasn't going to do that, but <laughs> then you just kind of set me up, and you were surprised, and I was like, eh, I'll play into it. I was like, all right, where's he going with it? Yeah. I had high hopes, and then you just like totally dashed them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Got to set a bar really low in the beginning, right? So you can raise it up as you go on. I suppose that's one way of doing it. <laughs> I don't know if our intros have been like the highest caliber, to be honest, but... Well, you, know, you can never know. You can never know. So, what are we... <laughs> uh, uh, so we've okay. got a podcast to we do We've got a here. podcast to do. And, uh, this, and is, this is, uh, you know, Evan and I just figuring our stuff out as we go, you know, inviting you into our world. (laughs) But this is the law of experience. That's what we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And the law of experience is uh, is a really valuable thing for you to know as uh, as an artist kind of making a masterpiece out of your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to we're going to reveal some pretty cool things about experience. It might not be quite what you think. It wasn't exactly what we thought when we first looked at it. Um, but it's one of those things I think, you know, we have these pre-discussions and as we were talking about it, we're like, oh yeah, well it's, well, it's this, it's the past, it's the present, it's the future. It's this whole relationship to the subjective moment we're in and, um, you know, what we think reality is or what we think is going on and how we're emotionally responding and making meaning out of things. And this plays a big part into how we can actually make our lives or do our lives. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was a really lengthy conversation that we had on this one, just as we kind of came to grips, like we, we, we understand this is a law. Um, but this one is, this one is kind of different from, I would say every single other one that there is, um, definitely everything that we've discussed so far, it's very different from from everything else we've talked about because as you said one of the things about the law of experience is that it's kind of got a tricky nature to it it's a very fluid nature and also because experience is happening all the time it's kind of like it's similar to process in that way um but experience is occurring all the time we are always constantly having an experience of something and we've had our experiences, our experience of life. So it's, it's kind of hard to get your hands 
around the, this concept <laughs> and, and this law. And also because, as we realized, um, experience is not objective. It is, at, at least um, from our own point of view, we don't experience our lives and we don't experience ourselves objectively. We always experience ourselves subjectively, which is part of the reason why this is kind of a tricky territory to navigate into. But uh, we've kind of got some interesting stuff that we've stumbled upon with this one. Yeah, totally. I mean, you blew the ending by revealing it all. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is that the ending? <laughs> That's like the plot twist, man. That's like the big reveal. You told them the end. Well, I, no, it's, it's the beginning. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, so uh, This time it's the beginning. <laughs> we're always in the middle of something, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, with this whole thing about experience, um, it is, you know, as Evan said, it's a, a subjective thing. So, you know, as we go through this and we navigate this this whole law, this idea of being, you know, on your way as an artist, first of all, just because you're an artist doesn't mean that you practice this law. This is beyond doing an artistic job. This is a way of, this is, this is a very philosophical concept. This mm-hmm. is a way of looking at how you make an artistic, um, creative, um, powerful choice about how you're going to make your life, do your life, understand your life, and ultimately experience your life. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Experience... The same thing happens, but we don't make the same meanings. We don't interpret it the same way. We don't relate to it the same way. We may have similarities. We may find that we match with people, but there's, you know, you don't have to go far before suddenly the experience diverges, Mm -hmm. you know, and it begins to become your own thing. And here's the thing that I would like people to start with. When you're looking at the law of experience, understand that this is something that's your own. So however you're experiencing your life right now, whether you love it or you hate it or you're sad or you're happy, you've made this. This is yours. You've created it. Now, you might not have known how you did it, but rest assured you've done it. So mm-hmm. now what my hope is that by the end of this podcast, the great takeaway, and I'm just going to reveal it now, is the great takeaway I hope you can have is that by the end of this, you're going to look at your life and become not only the experiencer, but the experience maker, the mm. one who actually creates. And through that, you're going to, I think, have a lot of power over what your life could be and who you could be in your life. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mentioned this in, in previous laws and previous episodes that, you know, I really embrace this idea that we are both the actor and the screenwriter and the film director of our lives. Mm-hmm. We are... We are doing these things simultaneously. And so sometimes we get lost. We get like, oh, I'm, I'm the actor just reacting to the life I'm given. And that can be fun, but it's not the whole picture. And sometimes I think we can be like too intellectual and be like, oh, this means that and this means this. And we're trying to make meaning out of all this stuff. And you become this kind of crafty storyteller. Um, and sometimes a thing is just a thing. It doesn't have to be a big, meaningful, melodramatic part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and so understanding experience is that you can look at your life through through the position you're in from an objective position. You can step away and look at yourself almost like in third person 
And you can begin to experience the world in a way which allows you more freedom and capability to do things and be who you want to be. And I think that's the exciting thing we're about to venture into. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, as in, when we started this, as, as we were each kind of wrapping our heads around some of the, the things we want to touch on, and I, I just want to share this with, with everyone, was, you know, for me to kind of help myself with this, it's like, okay, so if, if I thought of, you know, this law, just like with, with almost any of the laws, I, I kind of almost have this approach. It's like, if this law was kind of like um, a deity, or something, or like, you know, like an ancient Greek god or something. And it's like, it's the, it, this is the god of experience. And you you went up to them and you said, okay, tell me, tell me about experience. What do, what can you tell me about experience? And it's just like, well, what do you, what would you like to think about experience? What is your experience? Like it's, it's all these questions that kind of come up with it. It's in many ways, the law of experience is a challenge to us. You know, it's like, it's this thing that is constantly present, constant and presence. The law of presence is a huge sort of like, uh, you know, uh, cohort in with, with experience and as well as, uh, unknown, which we'll, we'll get into, but experience, I find, challenges us to break out of things um, while at the same time kind of wants us to stay in the same place. Like there's all of these weird uh, uh, dualities with experience, um, but it is, I, I find it more so it's, it's, a, it's questions and it's a challenge. Mm. Uh, to us is of, of what is your experience of life? You know, like it is a recognition of the past, you know, it's like, okay, so you've lived this life up to this point, which is, I will say is like, is, is unique. You know, the life that you've lived is unique among every single person who's, who's set foot on this earth, right? That's not, um, that's not a, a, a point to even be argued as far as I'm concerned. It's, you have a unique experience. Nobody has ever lived a life quite like yours and nobody has ever had an experience quite like yours. And you take that with you everywhere you go. And that's, that's not a, a philosophical, that's, that's, that's just true. Um, so there's this recognition of, of that, that past that we have, but then there's also always this eye on what is happening right now and where we could possibly go, you know, this, the, the possibility of experience in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's this thing that, that, that transcends all, all aspects of our life and time and, um, and colors everything that we do. And we talked a little bit about expectation in all of this. And I think this is, Maybe that's where we start with this one. Cause like, where do we, it's like looking at this giant steak, you know, <laughs> this yeah. law of experience, like, we're like, it's like, where do we even begin? Where do we, where approach? do, we, where do yeah. we approach? And maybe we can start, maybe we start with past. Sure. You know, like in how our past experience, um, what we can do with our past experience, how it, and how it can impact our, our presence, how it has impacted our present situation but how it can 
um, how it can influence our future. I think, um, with the, when it comes to experience of the past is that it's a, an opportunity to learn and it's an opportunity to limit. That's how I see it. Um, you can it look is at a two edged. It is kind of of a two edged sword. I think they're all know? two edged swords. I mean, I think presence is a two edged sword, and so is the future as a two edged sword. I think they have a an interesting relationship and dynamic: the past, present, and future of experience. But the way I see the past is, and at least this is the way I've experienced it: it's either been a lesson or a limit to me. Um, obviously, you benefit when you see the past as a lesson, when you learn from it, when you grow from it, when you help it to inform your future. But it can become a lesson, like, or it can become a limit, depending on how you look at it. So, for example, sometimes you can take a lesson that actually makes a limit in your present and future. For example, someone cheated on me, or betrayed me, or lied to me, or stole from me. And so, I take that experience and then I decide, well, what I've learned is that you can't trust anybody, you know, and then that becomes my limit of experiencing the world. So it's masked as a lesson, but Mm -hmm. it's not really a lesson. And so I think the hard part about navigating experience of the past is that you have to get really honest about yourself. Mm -hmm. Am I using it as a crutch to limit myself? So I feel more safe and secure in that way. I don't have to take risks and express myself anymore. Or is it a lesson that's helping inform the risks and the wonderful things I want to do and help me to just simply be safer and more mindful and just better? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to, I like to give examples, you know, one of my clients, um, you know, in, in, in a past course, we were talking and I was explaining this high concept or heavy concept idea. And she said, you know, just, you can give us an example. Cause like, you know, I'm losing it a little. And she's like, I love examples. And so I said, okay, fine. It's like this playing hockey. Maybe you haven't played hockey, but let me just give you an experience. You, you, you got the puck. Now it's a fast game and you're stick handling. And you know, when you get pretty good, you can start to look up from your stick handling and you can stick handle to a certain degree, depending on how good you are, where you kind of know where the puck is just by feel. You just kind of have a sense of momentum and whatever, and you don't really have to look at the puck. But when you start to get into, you know, sometimes some heavier duty, uh, some trickier moves with the puck, or you're getting knocked around or you're, you're holding things off, what ends up happening is you start to look down at the puck and you do this to periodically check in. Where is the puck? Because, you know, very often you can just lose the feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so one game, I was coming in over the blue line, coming in really fast, coming in uh, one or two defenders, and I had way more pace on them. And I come around one defender, someone else, I guess, obviously a forward came around them and I'm crossing over the blue line and I had that I'm losing the puck feeling. So I looked down at the puck and what I couldn't see in that brief amount of time was the defender come up and he literally put his shoulder into the side of my head. Yeah. I did like a 360 spin on the ice, got a concussion basically. I spun around. I, it wasn't like a knockout concussion, but I got up, lost the puck, obviously. And it was like, it was a, it was a head hit, right? Not his fault. Cause yeah. I had my head down, you know, just the way it went. I got up, 
I skate over to the bench and then everyone's like, are you okay? Are you all right? And, uh, you know, and I'm like, I was a little shook, played the rest of the game. I went to the locker room and, uh, I'm just going to tell you guys the rest of the story just cause I think it's whatever. <laughs> oh, no. I leaned my head down and like fluid came out of my nose. Like, oh. uh, so it was not a good one. But anyway, here's the point. Thanks that was, for that. That was a rough, that uh, was a rough experience, <laughs> right? Yeah. So that was a, so, you know, you can look at that and you can, you can, you can become scared and you can go, well, you know, now coming over the blue line, I'm in danger, you know, trying to break in like this. I, maybe I won't come at the defender. Maybe I won't try to do that anymore. Um, you know, you're scared to even put your head down to even look at the puck. Cause sometimes it's good to do that. Um, or you can look at it as a lesson, but what was the lesson is the valuable right. the lesson was when you come over the blue line, and you're coming in at that type of pace and you're coming through and you, you know, get your head up. It, the, the, what's more important is, is your safety more than the puck. And you're going to have to, you know, maybe not be so fancy in that moment because that's the consequence. And so the thing is, is instead of getting scared about it, it's going, okay, well, how do I come into a situation like that and do it better? Right. And the thing is, is like, in an, you know, that's kind of how you got to navigate the world because the, the world reality in, in is is unforgiving sometimes but you know experience helps you to go okay well how do i work with this sometimes unforgiving reality or this unforgiving game that we play in and you don't make the game wrong you don't make the hit wrong you make you look at how you played into that right and and experience mm-hmm. can become this thing that helps you to become an evolved person whereas if you make it a um you know, a limit, what ends up happening is you allow fear to take in. And then what ends up happening is you become scared and you start to, um, you know, uh, whatever you tie in things that don't allow you to perform or be who you could be in these moments of your life. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I look at the past experience is like, yeah, this happened. Yeah, I did. I got a concussion. That was silly. That was stupid. I was dangerous. But let's look at that. Am I going to stop playing hockey? It's an option. But if yeah. I'm going to continue to play, how am I going to work with this? Right. So, Absol- yeah, yeah. I don't Absolutely. know if that helps, but. No, I think so. I yeah. mean, it's it's really um, it, it's so much of it is about it, I'm realizing meaning is so much about it plays such a huge part in our experience is the meaning that we create out of our experiences. And I think to me, it's realizing that we create that meaning and that illustrates it. It's like this, this could be, you know, you have this thing happen. It's like, this means that I need to quit doing this. Yeah. Right. And maybe for somebody it, it, it is, but not, not for yourself in this year, but maybe for somebody who's been playing this game for a long time has had, you know, five, six concussions and the next one could end your life. You should probably stop, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but in your situation, it's like, well, no, I don't want to stop playing this. Like, but you could have, yes, that I could have been a situation. It's like, Oh wow, that happened. I'm not going to do it. And even though I love to do this, it's, that's it for me. Um, or you learn your lesson from it. it's like, okay, head up coming across the blue line, <laughs> you know, like, or, or just a few things so that, yeah. Or you, certain areas of the ice, certain areas yeah. of the ice. Yeah. Or just like, as if, you know, you're cheated on or something like that in a relationship. Sure. It's like, it's like, you know what? I'm never going to trust anybody again, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and the, and, and now all of your relationships 
start to fall apart. Any relationship that you have thereafter aren't working. Why? Because you don't trust anybody. Yes. And so you can never have a really good. Re- so y- your experience will start to tell you is like, wow, I can't have a good relationship with with somebody because it experience is always giving us lessons. It's always it's always pointing a direction or giving us a choice of directions to go. Yes. And we can and it's important that we understand that that we are creators of our experience and that the meaning that we give things is, is up to us. And that shapes, um, that shapes how we go about our lives. And I think what we're trying to encourage people to do here, because really we want, we want people to have more fulfilling, joyful lives of, of passion and pursuing their passions, you know, like that's, that's the stuff, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, that that life is really made of. Mm-hmm. So anything to me that takes us away from that. So if I'm creating a meaning in my life, I, if I'm looking back at something and saying like, oh, I created this meaning out of an experience I had, but that meaning is causing me a lot of pain in my life. It, is, it has closed me off mm-hmm. from something. You know, it has not opened me to life. It's closed me to life. And when I can start to get a sense of what that stuff is, that, that usually means I've got to go back, take a look at something <laughs> and say like, where did that shit come from? Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, and you've brought up some really like just some great points in all of this. Cause you brought up trust and, you know, <clears throat> and you paired it, you paired the, even the hockey incident with the, okay, well, instead of, let's say I took a head hit in hockey, I got cheated on by this person I loved. And you can look at that person you loved the same way you look at the head hit in hockey. You know, you look at it, you go, well, that really rocked me. It broke my heart. I I felt betrayed. Um, But the thing is, is that you can look at it and go, okay, well, what, how, how did this event occur? Right? Like, I mean, there's so many factors going on, right? Um, Were you taking that person for granted? Like, I think it's important for you to look at what was your part in it and what was their part in it? And you both had a part in it. And the thing yeah. is, is that, you know, um, you know, I've been, I've been cheated on before. And, and in my experience, I look at it and what I ultimately learned as I went, it was a heartbreak. It was hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. But what I ultimately learned was that cheating had a lot more to do with the person who cheated as opposed to the person who was cheated on. And, you know, I think that when we look at past experience, there's this, sometimes this, desire to make it personal. And it's not personal, a lot of the stuff that happens, but we, because it happens to us, we want to make it personal. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, if someone cheats on you, for example, instead of saying like, I don't trust people, you know, you can look at that and say, okay, well, my understanding of trust, my understanding of, you know, um, of what is possible or what isn't possible is, has altered. But the thing is, is if you hold that past relationship against the next person, you've already doomed it. Yeah. You know, and like in the, in the film industry, for example, you know, there's all this stuff coming out. There's predators in the industry, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is not news. It's coming out now. It's, you know, and people yeah. are being held accountable now, but this is not news. People have been dealing with this for a very, very long time. It's just been able to be swept under the rug before. Now it's being exposed. So it sounds scary, but the thing is, it's always been there. The question is not that, you know, can you be in the film industry just because there are predators out there? Is that, 
you are more informed and more aware and better equipped to deal with it. Because here's the thing, you might have a dream of being in the film industry, of being an actor, actress, um, you know, writer, filmmaker, whatever, model, um, you know, these types of things. You're going to have to deal with this. So now it's not a matter of like, it's like, you know, it's there. And experience and awareness, because awareness, I think, is a part of experience, mm-hmm. makes you go, okay, well, how do I better navigate the environment? You know, just like the ice rink, just like me. People are out there. They're going to hit yeah. you. They're going to cross-check you. They're going to hook you. They're going to do illegal things. It's going to happen. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you got to go, okay, well, how am I going to negotiate that? How am I going to deal with that? You know, I remember the, here, I, I'm going to share one other thing about hockey. I yeah. don't know. It's just in my mind. But I remember the first time I played um like in, uh, I was playing in like a pretty elite league cause I started hockey pretty late, but I remember playing in a pretty elite league and I remember a guy hooked me and he stuck his stick right inside my glove when I was trying to stick handle. No one had ever done that to me before. I never experienced that before. And when someone does this, when they hook your wrist and your glove and everything, it's like, you're just, you can't move. You, all of a sudden the things that you could do that, that, you know, being a great stick handler, you're like rendered almost obsolete for, yeah. for, and now it's all about strength and power and just holding the puck off. And that was a, an interesting moment for me because I was like, what the heck is happening? Right? Like it was like, this is not like the hockey I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that you can't, if you want to play hockey at a high level, you're not going to be able to stop that. That's going to happen. People are going to get away with it. The refs aren't going to see it. It's just going to happen. So you have to learn how to have a different skill to deal with that moment. And I think like, um, you know, these past experiences, they happen and you go, okay, well, this happened. It was illegal. I lost the puck. Um, They got away with it. And am I going to be like, well, screw hockey. Like people just are so unfair. Am I going to do that? Or am I going to go, okay, well, people are, some people don't have the same, you know, they're going to do anything they can to win. So you deal with it. And I think experience is one of those things where you just kind of go, okay, is it going to be a limit or a lesson? Yeah. And that's what I think you got to kind of keep coming back to. Because I think there's a lot of people who are on the other end of this podcast. And let's, I mean, I do, I feel limited sometimes by my past. We all feel limited. Can you turn that limit into a lesson as opposed to a limit? Can you alter it? Yeah. How can we transmute that into something? I I would take it a step further and say, how can we transmute this into something that's a strength? Because normally I find that like our, that my own greatest strengths, which is, are usually where I've been challenged in the past, even now. You know, it's just like, I find that I actually have great perspective, great strength on it, even though it's something that I'm still working through, but because it's been such an influence in my life and I've had to deal with it, I'm so int on such intimate terms with, with these difficult struggles that I've had that I've learned all sorts of, of great things, great perspectives around that thing. So we can transmute our experiences that we've had in the past, even if they're painful, even if they've been difficult, we can transmute them into something that is very, very, very powerful Mm -hmm. and in a positive way, as opposed to powerful in a negative way as something that takes us, that takes us away from life. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, I think I wanted to say this earlier, which was, you know, if it was this, this deity and there's these questions, it would be, you know, looking at the past, it'd be like, okay, well, how have you experienced your life and how have you experienced yourself in your life? 
you know, and really ask yourself these questions and, and say, it's like, okay, like, how have I been experiencing my life? What, what has it been like? How does that shape the way that I go, go about things? And then once you've tackled those questions, then you have to ask, how do I want to experience life? How do I want to experience myself Mm -hmm. in life? Right. That's, that's the next thing. And, And normally that helps you sort out the, the, the bullshit that you're hanging on to <laughs> and the life you want to live, mm-hmm. you know, because we're hanging on to these things so hard sometimes from our, from our past from these things that like, this is the way I experience life and we get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Until it gets painful <laughs> and it requires us to take a look at it. This is really just beginning to have a practice of consciously looking at these things because the, when we don't look at these these painful things that we've, um, or these, these difficult things that, that, that we've carried with us with, from our, from our past, they eventually come out in some way. Mm. And it's, it's usually not good. You know, it usually comes out in, in something that's like you said, limiting. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll use that word for now instead of maybe painful. It's just something that's creating a limit on our lives. And when we ask ourselves, okay, so what, how do I want to experience this. How do I want to experience my life? How do I want to experience myself? And that will usually give you a pretty clear indicator. It's like, holy shit, I've got all this whole program running in my head out of meanings I've created for my experience that I don't even agree with. That's not even how I want to be. That's not the person I want to be. And from there, we can start to now make some decisions about the experience that we want to have. Mm -hmm. I think that's when you start to step into the presence and the future of, of being and doing and living in accordance to your values and what you really want. And, you know, I think with um, experience, nobody shows up to the table as a clean slate. This is the thing that we all have to accept And, you know, if you want to make your slate wrong or bad, that's you manipulating yourself into a limit. I mean, look, some of us come from poor families. Some of us come from abusive families, neglectful families. We come from, you know, places where we were bullied or hurt or attacked or whatever. The thing is, is that no, none of us come here totally clean and fresh and new. I mean, we do as we're born, but like, it's almost irrelevant because we're going to get, you know, socialized and, and indoctrinated into the social cultural norms of wherever we grew up anyway. And so it, eventually when we become aware of our experiencing, when we become conscious of this, it's already too late. We already have the slates already been tainted. Mm-hmm. To some degree. So now the so, question, yeah, there's always good and bad. It's yeah. not always all bad, but there's well, not, usually yeah, going to be a little bit in the wash, you know? Sure. And I mean, like, t- t- I'm going to just say, I'm, I'm only saying tainted because there's a beautiful part of it. But the, yeah. the tainted part of it is the part where we feel stuck or limited or we think we're someone. The thing is, is that you got to go, okay, well, it's the spilled milk thing. It's like, it's spilled. Clean it up. What are you going to do? Are you going to let it just sit there and rot? Like, the thing is, is that like, if you're going to get all upset and, and, and destroy your presence and your future because your past wasn't everything you hoped and dreamed for, 
and you think you deserve or are entitled to, then you are trapped. You literally created yourself a prison. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you are. You could be 12 years old, although I'd be surprised if a 12-year-old was listening to us. You could be whatever age, or you could be 80. It doesn't matter. Right now, in this moment, with all the experience you've had up to this moment, you get to decide how to be and do and live and experience your life. If you're limited by the past, my theory is this. You've created a story that does not serve you. And you are you created you 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 cast yourself in a role and you wrote a story and you painted a picture and you wrote a song and that became your life and you're and you're putting it on repeat. It's time to change stations. It's mm-hmm. time to, you know, point the camera in a different direction. It's time to write a new story, play a new part. And the thing is you can do that. But are you willing to accept that what your past experience is, is maybe not as known as you think it is? And I think this is where we step into the unknown. It's like, maybe what I experienced was one interpretation of it. I'm just going to give an example just to help people understand this. Let's say you're three years old and you're talking and you're what? Three years old. I mean, how tall are you? Three feet, four feet, maybe? I don't know. No, I'm probably not. No, not you're even. Probably like right? Not even. Okay, you're three, you're six, you're whatever. You're somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay, enough to be consciously aware. But you're looking up at an adult, and they're six feet tall. And they're two, three feet higher than you. Now, you have a perspective. Now, they're telling you from this higher up place. Now, how do you think you've interpreted that information? Now, if that factored into the way you experience something, you need to consider that you experienced it from a perspective that may not have given you the whole picture. And this is the beautiful thing about experience. It's subjective, meaning that you only got a small fraction of the actual experience. So you could re-experience the experience, but from a new perspective. Yeah. Now imagine this bully who was talking to you, who was a foot taller than you, was a foot smaller than you or two feet smaller than you. How might you react? How might you react if their voice was like, hey, you don't boss me, you know, whatever. It's like if they talked like that or, you know, you could look at it and you could go, well, at the time I was physically scared. But what if I wasn't physically scared? How might I have interpreted that event? And the thing is, is that by altering your relationship to the experience, you can begin to unlink yourself from the trappings of it, you know? And I think the past has this way of going, we, we, because we were in the position we were in, we think that it is true simply because, well, I like we, all of us can argue, well, I was smaller. I was weaker. It's like, yeah, you were, are you now, do you want to continue to be weak or are you stronger now? You know, and you can re you can take your past and kind of rework it, you know? Yeah. It's all, you know, it's all, um, it's all stuff from which, oh, this, this is reminding me of something that I read once, once upon a time. And I can't remember where, where I got it from, but it was something like, um, oh, you know what? It was from care of the soul, which is a great book by Thomas More. Um, who's a psychologist and, and also studied like mythology and all kinds of stuff. But he, um, he had said, so I'm kind of paraphrasing this and butchering it to a degree, but 
in working with people, because he's a clinical psychologist, so he, you know, sees people and has patients, and and uh, the way that he approaches it is that it's like your past, your experience doesn't define you, or your. Or I think you're talking specifically about family, you know, like the family you came from, you know, like, and, and your parents and all this, because that's, you know, what we've known our whole lives. That's what we were brought up in, into through our most formative years. But you could probably extend this to a greater extent, like the, the community that you're from, the city that you're from, the the country that you're from, you know, you could take it way out. Um, but basically that these things don't make you who you are. They provide you the blocks for which you build yourself Mm. from which you build yourself. Uh, and I think this is a great way of looking at our experiences. They're like building blocks for us, but we have to decide what we're going to do with the blocks, Mm. you know? Um, I don't know where I was going from there necessarily. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, um, you know, you don't get to necessarily change the experiences that happened. You don't yeah, get I think to, that's, I think you don't that's get where to, I was coming from. You don't get to decide that, well, I don't like that this happened in my life, so I'm just going to pretend it never happened. Yeah, because I mean, things happen in, in things our lives happen. that we have not been prepared for and, no. and things that, you know, definitely like we're not okay. Yeah. You know, things that were not okay um, to, to have happened um, and, and you know, that we have been uh, victimized at times in, in our lives. I know I've been victim, you know, I've been bullied, you know, like I was a smaller person than everybody around me and, and been picked on and there wasn't a whole lot I could do about it, except that there was something that I could do about it. I got new friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that was, that was lesson learned. It was like, Hey, get new friends. Right. You know, it gets, it gets hard enough. It's like, I I've had enough of this experience with these people and dealing with this shit and feeling this way. And I'm not going to feel this way anymore. That's not who I want to be. Um, but you know, we can, the thing is, is that we can, we take all kinds of stuff with us that, that we're not always aware of, uh, drumming up all kinds of things that affect our, our, our present reality to, to be, um, to be in our, our joy, to be in our passion, to pursue our passion and to dream of the future that we want. You know, like we use our past experiences to destroy these things. We use them as excuses to be afraid, to stay comfortable and not do the things that are inside of us, which is, you know, for the artist's way or the way of the artist, I should say. The Artist's Way is a great book by Julie Cameron, if you haven't read it. <laughs> um, but for the way of the artist, so much of, of, of experience is about what we do with that experience, the meaning that we create out of it, and that becomes our expression. It ultimately becomes how we express ourselves in the world. So this to me is, is a huge thing about that whole experience part of it. It's like, what do we do with that? 
What do we do with this whole experience that we have, have had, and how do we make that our expression? Mm -hmm. And how do we make that less of an unconscious thing and more of a conscious thing that we're participating in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as I, I, I love to move on to the present and the future side of this, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, the one last thing I would say about the past is that if your past in any way is handcuffing or limiting your present or future, then you need to revisit and decide that maybe the experience you had needs to be just essentially reevaluated because, you know, the past is, I mean, the past is great. And, you know, and all the horrible things that can sometimes happen to us, you know, the past gives us a monumental amount of assets and benefits today. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I lost my closest friend. He was, I was 19, he was 21 and he just graduated from university, just got his degree, just got into film school. We were in the middle of producing a TV pilot and I get a call that he got killed in a car accident. Just one day is there, one day is not. I was so just devastated. I was like, how could this be? I mean, how? Like, like he wasn't even doing anything dangerous. He was just driving. Like it was like, what, you know, whatever. I mean, the thing is, is like all of a sudden someone T-bones them and a girl died with them as well. Another woman wasn't as close with her, but they just died. They were just young people. We were all just young people. And, you know, I was shocked. I was devastated. And I've learned to look at that story. And, you know, I could I could be all upset about it and be like, well, you know, there's no point in going for it because you could just die at any moment and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. But I looked at it and I said, you know what? I'm going to start after, after that happened, I'm going to, I'm going to start to look at every single person I interact with as this may be the last time we see each other. And this is an important moment because before he died, his name was George. Before he died, I was like, George, let's go see a movie. You want to go see a movie? And, uh, you know, he's like, I'm busy. You got this, can't do it. And I said, Nope, George, I don't care what you're doing. We're going to see a movie. And I, and I made sure that we went out and, and I drove out there, picked him up. We went and saw a movie. We had a great time. We talked about it all night. That was the, probably the last moment we hung out. And I think about that. And I thought, I am so glad that I made him see that movie with me because I got to have this beautiful memory with him. And I think we saw Garden State. Mm, and it was this, and he told me it was his favorite movie. It was his dream to make Garden State. And, uh, you know, and I look at that and I go, you can look at this and you can go, every moment can be like that Garden State moment with George, where it's this beautiful moment where it's like, we can, and, and, and think about how that can inform who you're going to be in this present moment and what you're going to mm -hmm. do, as opposed to the alternative, which is like, you know, I could die at any moment. All the work I'm doing could be pointless. Maybe none of this will add up to anything because I could just, you know, I'll just lose people or get wiped out or whatever. And I think the thing is, is this is how the past experience plays with us. Mm -hmm. And we get to decide how we're going to use it now. Yeah. And if we're using it against ourselves, it's not good. Yeah. And I would say, uh, just to add one more further point onto this, is that even a positive past experience we can mm. use to hold us down too. You know, we, we hold some moment of our lives in the past in such high esteem that we never let it go. We never let it go so that we can be where we are now. 
which is segue um, <laughs> into present experience. Yeah. You know, which is, I mean, I think ultimately experience comes down to presence, mm-hmm. which is why we're going to do another episode on presence specifically. But experience is always in the present. Mm. That's why they're inexorably linked. So we'll, I guess we'll probably get a little bit into presence with this yeah. one too. We'll, we'll dabble. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the, yeah, that's the thing about the past, right? Is like the past is not happening. It's yeah. only happening in your head and to the degree that you want to, you know, play a wit, play around with it. But like right now you are, you are right now. We are right now. And who are you being? How are you doing life? How are you experiencing this? Yeah. And I think where this episode really starts to come into play is right now where we start to talk about the presence in the future, because it's mm-hmm. exciting because now you get to go, well, with all the past talk that we had in mind, all that stuff we discussed, you get to decide now, who do you want to be as the experiencer, as the actor of this story? Yeah. Right. You know, I, I love this exercise. This was presented to me years ago, but I love it. Someone said to me, what if you woke up and none of your memories were really your memories? They were just a bunch of memories we downloaded into your mind. And we are just testing to see how you'll respond with these set of memories. And tomorrow we're going to download a bunch of other memories that are totally this way and just see how you respond. Because the theory is that you base your life based on who you think you were, you think what happened. Mm. What if none of that was real? What if you found out that? How might you do your life? What if every memory that you had, you realized was not, didn't actually happen and was totally bullshit? How, who would you be free to be today? knowing that with that in mind. I mean, in some ways, what's stopping you from doing that? And so I, that's how I like presence, the, the, this law of presence, because it's the ultimate equalizer. It's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. all this shit happened, but like what's happening right now, because really that's all that matters. Yeah. 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 Cause experience and, and presence, like working together, they kind of, they send this message of, it's just like, it's like, well, what do you want? There's, there's unlimited possibility in what you do. It's like, you can, you can live in the jail cell or you can live in the sky, you know, like you can, like, what do you, what do you want? It's your choice. I think that's kind of like, again, that's like the, the weird sort of little crux of experience, which is, it's always like, you're always presented with a spectrum of things. And there's a responsibility that we have to claim in that, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, I could do just about anything. I can go just about anywhere. So what is it that I'm going to choose? How, again, how do I want to experience my life? Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and our experience in the present is really our, our gateway to unlocking our dreams, unlocking every sort of potential and possibility that exists for us. Right. But it requires kind of like a letting go of the past as we are letting go of talking about the past. And we spent a lot of time on it, which is funny because we usually spend too much time in the past in our own lives. (laughs) Um, 
but it's it always comes back to the present, no matter which way you slice it, because it doesn't matter whether you're thinking about the future, thinking about the past, they're all thoughts that you're having about it now, thoughts and feelings that you're having about it now. Like one of my favorite um, sort of stories kind of about this is from uh, the the legendary acting teacher Sanford Meisner. And he uh, had this memory about about his the when his father died and he didn't like his father very much and when his father's father's body was being lowered into the ground he was like he and he was a kid at the time and he was moving his foot on the ground as if he was putting out a cigarette he was like yeah like like rubbing his foot on the ground and it's like whoa that is dark and it was like and he was angry and he was hurt by so at the at that time but years later in life his relationship to that had completely changed now he's later in his life he would laugh about it he thought it was hilarious that like him as this kid doing this like weird psychological gesture and like while his you know at the death of his father right so it's like the that the the meaning the the experience that that he decided to to change that into that he decided to transmute that into Hmm. was completely different so from it's just a different way of um it's just a different kind kind of you know what you pushed us into? What did I push you into? The law of wisdom. Of wisdom. Because what ends up happening is you 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 develop wisdom. You change. You evolve. You shift as a person and you grow. And what you th- saw as one way before with wisdom, you no longer see it that way. Because you recognize that the thing and the perspective that you took on it was limited in its scope, was limited in its view. Um you know, uh, you know, I, I've had an interesting relationship with my father. At times, I was fed up with them. I love him, but you know, I've I've come to realize in certain ways. I'm like, you know, he wasn't perfect, but I love him. And you know what? The way I look at it is like he did the best he could. But that's wisdom. I've gone along, and I go, you know what? You put a roof over my head. You fed me. You you kept me alive. You kept me going. Kept me safe. Uh, you know. You didn't abandon me or leave me. I'm pretty happy about that. I can look at that and go, you know what? You know, there's this other part of me, this entitled little child part of me that's like, well, you should have hugged me more and said you were proud of me and said you love me and all that shit. Should have, could have, would have, didn't. Didn't, doesn't matter. The thing is, is you look at it, you go, well, uh, these people in our life, the way that we look at them, the way we look at ourselves in the past and how we did our life and even now, this is the thing where you turn experience into wisdom and that's when wisdom becomes a tool. Cause we were saying earlier, like we were pointing out, like, what is it a limit or a lesson? I think when it becomes many lessons, you become wise. And when you become wise, you no longer look at the experience you're having from that limited childlike view. And I think wisdom is such a powerful tool. And yet so rarely talked about in our culture today, because the, the ignorant man or woman goes, 
are you sure you should do that? What if this happens? But the wise man or wise woman says, well, why don't you go and find out and then make a decision based on knowing and from knowing you'll be more informed because the wise person does not fear but the ignorant person does and this is where the law of the unknown comes in because the wise person goes well i get that people are not um these simple uh like cliche characters of life they're they they have whole worlds going on behind them they have parents and siblings and grandparents and history and culture and you know um some of us were bullied some of us were the bully and we begin to look at that and we begin to understand like i used to hate my bullies but now i look at the bullies and i go man like it must have been so tough for you growing up because i'm all i thought about was how tough it was for me to be bullied but then i was thinking like what world were you growing up in where you felt the need to to kick someone smaller than you to do something to someone smaller than you like that's wisdom that's where you start to get more perspective Mm -hmm. greater insight and so then experience becomes a new a whole new thing i think when people feel depressed and you know and i've been depressed so i'm in this with everybody else we're in an ignorant place we're in a place of lack of awareness lack of wisdom but once you become wise you become aware you you start to see the greater bigger picture the depth the more holistic elements of people there's not a lot to be depressed about anymore because you begin to realize that everybody's going through a struggle everybody has a cross to bear and everybody is in their own way doing their best to deal with this Mm -hmm. and so then that's where you know I, i mentioned this earlier that's where it becomes less personal because yeah. I used to take the bullying so personally, but now I look at it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't really about me. Yeah. <laughs> I would just happen to be yeah, the small kid that was available it, to be pushed around. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> and I played the role so well. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's one of compassion is an amazing yeah. catalyst to wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, uh, let's talk about this beer for a quick second. Yeah. Okay. You're liking on. it. Hey, I'm really liking it. Uh, you know what I love about it? I love the beer, but I love this can. <laughs> this it's, is it's um, good. It's it's a beautiful design. This is uh, a Rising Sun, the Yuzu Lager, and it's brewed with jasmine black rice and Yuzu citrus. It's a four point eight percenter, um, and it's vegan friendly. By the way. I don't know if that... Did, yeah, I didn't know that was like a thing for I beer. don't know. Apparently it is, but it's made by Powell Brewery. Um, this is not an ad or anything. Um, we just... Beer just spurs on great conversations, and uh, so we've kept with the tradition. And we always like to mention the beer that we're drinking, because Evan and I like to try new things, and we try new beer on every podcast, and this is the one. Yeah, this is a tasty one. As far as a lager goes, like... Yeah. Like, you know, usually lager's like, yeah, it doesn't really taste like anything... I mean, this is like so easy to drink. It's got a smoothness to it. So smooth, but yet I'm just like the, it's great on the taste buds. Yeah. Which usually lagers are just like, eh, like they don't like, it doesn't really do anything as far as taste. They're just kind of more so meant to be kind of like, yeah, just like not much, just kind of refreshing. Mm -hmm. I mean, this does that, but also gives you a little something to grab onto. I like it. Yeah. I like it too. Um, so, okay, presence and future. Presence let's, and future. Let's try and so, pull it's, all this in. Yeah, let's rein this in because this is, all, you know, while we spent a lot of time on, on 
everything else, this is arguably more important, which is that experience also tells us that we can help, that we can take actions in the present. We can create a present experience that helps us to create an experience that we want in the future, mm-hmm. um, which is, and, and also this is a valuable tool. It teaches a valuable tool as far as like goal setting, quote unquote, <laughs> which is essentially like, you know, as, as a kind of more of a practical thing, I guess, to, to this episode is that, you know, so often we're geared towards setting goals that are based on attaining some kind of thing, right? Some kind of object, some kind of status, some kind of, you know, something that is external to our own selves. But the law of experience is more, is, is really kind of geared towards its own purpose, its own self. You know, that's kind of another weird thing I'm just realizing about experience is that experience is really like, it's a, it's a self-serving, self-fulfilling thing. The experience is always just what it, what it is. Um, so where we can learn to use that is say, okay, what is the experience that I want to have down here? What is, and, and we talked a little bit about this before, but normally, um, you know, if we're setting goals as far as saying like, okay, well, you know, I want to live in, uh, this mansion and have this car and I want to have the status, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. However, there's usually something underneath it. It's usually because that house, that car, that status means something to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so what is that meaning? Again, it comes back down to this experience and meaning thing. And instead of looking at necessarily like that, that's all great. Those are all kind of byproducts of, of us working towards creating an experience of life that we want as opposed to a thing that we want, the experience of life that we want. Mm -hmm. I think the trap that we fall in into this society is we believe that when we get something in the future, achieve something in the future, what will happen is we'll be permitted or allowed to be who we want to be and experience life as we'd like to experience. And that is not actually how this works. Because you can begin to experience life how you want right now. You can begin to be who you want to be right now. And actually by experiencing life right now and being who you want to be right now, you will more, in fact, likely to get what you want, which will further allow you to further express who you're already being and experiencing. Mm -hmm. But if you wait to experience and be it once you get it, you likely will never have it and will always elude you. Because part of the deal of actually getting it is to already be it and do it. So Mm -hmm. this is the funny thing about experience is that it's like, yeah, I'll I'll be, I'll become an actor once I do this. It's like, it doesn't work that way. You got to be the actor now and then you will begin to decide if you want to walk into being the actor. But you, if you wait, if you continue to say, and permit yourself only once a certain thing is done, what you've done is you've given your authority away to the future, to things, to um, other social um, approvals and things like Mm -hmm. that. 
you see, and I, and you pointed this out to me uh, a week or two ago, and it was a really, it was a really good turning point for me, because you pointed out to me, you said, you know, Brandon, because I was upset, and you said, Brandon, you know, basically you're upset because you've always been the authority, but you were giving away the authority to other people, not realizing that you were the authority and mm-hmm. could make the decision, and now you're upset that you've done that, and the only real thing to do now is just to acknowledge that you are the authority and to make the choice for yourself and decide, you know, and not wait for something else to permit or give it to you. Essentially you said that. And that to me was really impactful because I was like, Oh yeah, that's what happens. You know, you sometimes begin to subjugate yourself and your own expression and your own chance of experience because you're waiting for someone else to permit it or something else to permit it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with the experience of the present and future is we get caught in the future and we go, well, I can't be it because of the past and I can't be it because until I get it in the future, and then you're trapped forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like waiting for something to give you the experience yeah. as opposed to you creating the experience right. for yourself. And that's that's the beauty of it because that's something that that we actually have some kind of control over. We actually get some say in that part of it, you know, that say in how we're going to choose to look at things, how we're going to choose to look at our lives, how we're going to, um, how we're going to try and, and, and shape our future based on the experience that we want to have and, and how we want to experience life. We get some say in that. We get to make some some calls there because, I mean, everything outside of of ourselves, I mean, we don't we don't control the actions of others. We don't control what other people will do. We don't control the, um, you know, the weather, the environment, you know, those we, we have no control over that stuff. We but we can learn a, a type of control for ourselves. And. And one of the most important things that we can learn is exactly what we've been talking about, which is this, is this kind of this question of what is the experience that I want to have? What is the experience that I'm having right now? Is this the experience I want to have? And if not, then what would I choose instead? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, choice is such a, is another huge part of this experience equation. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, and you mentioned goals and I think this is an important part to bring up. I think one of the confusions about goals is that we bought into the belief that we get motivated to achieve goals because once we get the thing, we'll get to experience this. And some people do to some degree pull themselves together to get to sacrifice in right now. And they experience all this sacrifice and pain and hardship because they're like, when I get there, I'll get to experience this. And for some people that works very few people. That's why uh, very few people do their goals that way Mm -hmm. because it actually doesn't work very well. It's, it's not a great strategy, but it's, it's done in our society a lot. And then we go, those are goal people, but actually it doesn't work that way. The thing is, is that, If you begin experiencing your goals while you're doing them and you experience the pride and the joy and the the love of learning and doing and putting in the effort, 
You'll never work a day in your life. You'll never, you'll, practice will not be hard because what ends up happening is you begin to love practice. You begin to love the work. You begin to love the learning. And this is the process, right? This is where we go back to the law of process. The thing is, is that the way of the artist is saying, let's, let's stop for a moment. Let's look at society and let's ask ourselves, is this working for us? Now, more importantly, you on the other end of this podcast, is this working for you? The way you were told to do goals, the way you were told to do life, is it working for you? Now, if it is fine, but if it isn't, that's probably why you're listening. So let's look at how does the law of experience work and how might it help us? Well, my theory, and I think Evan might agree, but you can say yay or nay after, is this. <laughs> nay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so is this. You have goals and dreams and ambitions and aspirations. You can be whoever you want to be right now. You can experience your life as that person, as that doer, as that actor, as that player in life playing this crazy, wild, fun game, and you can make this game whatever you want. You can make it a sacrifice. You can make it fun. You can make it playful, joyful. You can make it a performance. You can make it whatever you want, and you get to experience doing it that way. If you only motivate yourself for the future experience you may or may not have, I just don't think you stand on very strong foundations because this is the experience I've had. When I've had a big goal, and I'm certain that I'm going to experience in the future, I'm very motivated, very driven. I'm like, I'll just do this, and then I'll get the money, I'll get the thing, I'll get the recognition. Great. When it works like that, awesome. But here's what really happens a lot of the time. There comes a point where you go, I don't know if this is ever going to work out. I don't know if I'm ever going to get what I want. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of actors out there who can relate to this one where it's like, what if I never actually make it or become famous or ever book a decent role or ever even get a role on television or like, what's everyone in my family going to think? What's going to, you know, and, and that's where, you know, you're motivating yourself from the future and you're trying to get a future experience. Mm hmm. Why can't you love the fact that you actually are doing it right now, that you actually are the actor, are the writer, you're actually in it, doing it, living it. Yeah. And this is where I think I want people to walk away from. I think this is really just my ultimate lesson here. If you guys give yourself the permission to be, to really honor and love the experience you're in right now that you're doing life. And if you're not doing life, start doing it. And you can just really start to allow yourself to have this moment. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dare you to start to dream because it's going to become a lot easier. In my experience, this has been unanimously true. When I try to change who I am by my future, it doesn't work so well. But when I change who I am to alter my future, it works very effectively. Yeah. You know, and one thing you said, and I I just kind of want to twist it a little bit is that like, you know, you said like, like if you're doing life, well, I would say it's like, (laughs) it's like. But I understand the sentiment behind what you're saying, but I just kind of wanted to touch on it. If (laughs) you can be my, my, uh, sort of pivot on this, which is that it's like, look, the law of experience is always an action, which means that you're always doing life. You're always having an experience. It doesn't matter. There's no avoiding it. There's no escaping it. You are in the midst of your life and you're experiencing it. So, but I completely agree with, with what you're saying. And, and this is, again, this is why experience still ultimately comes down, has this love affair with the present. And 
to quote Alan Watts, making plans for the future is only valuable for those who know how to live in the present. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. It's so, because like it, it doesn't, it like, what does it matter to try and get to something if you don't know how to live right now? Because if you don't know how to live right now, you're not going to know how to live in that future, even if you get this thing that you're trying to get because you thought it was going to give you something. It's never going to give you anything. So you always take with you your experience. So it's always, you know what, it's grounding. Yeah. Like our experience of right now in the present, it's okay. Like it's great to have a destination, a place that you're heading towards. It's important that we have these things. But that destination needs to create an experience for us right now. It needs to create uh, a, a passionate, purposeful, meaningful expression for us right now. That, that goal should set into motion something that you say, okay, right now I can do this and I'm excited about doing this. Because it's, it, it's, it's going to lead me through this experience all the way up. Hmm to it. And then it becomes more so about what do I create? What am I, what am I create? What do I want to create next? What do I want to create next? What do I want to create next? And it becomes, and then that's when we really get in line with process as well. And we start to move with that flow and that process just unlocks a, 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 a much more exciting, uh, exciting experience of our lives. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I would say, you know, for people, just a few questions to ask themselves is, do you know who you want to be? Who do you want to be? What are you waiting for to be that? Why are you waiting to be that? And finally, what if you didn't have to wait and you could just be now go because that's really what we're saying <laughs> well yeah that was good man that was good i think uh, i think people can run with that i think they can work with that um you know go on your way as an artist and uh you know you are the authority Evan pointed that out to me a week ago. It's been a transformational moment for me. Um, and I'm really reminding myself of that. And I think the law of experience has a lot to do with it. Be, be the authority of your experience. Mm-hmm. Be the chooser. Be the designer. Be the, and set yourself up to just live it and mm-hmm. be it and, 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 and go yeah. with it. Yeah. How do you want to experience your life? And how do you want to experience yourself in your life? And let that create a vision of that person. And if you create that vision, you can become it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.